Hello, this is your host, Sonata Allison, and welcome back to the Parallel Podcast, where we talk about sexuality as it should be. Hey guys, hope you guys are having a great day, great night, great evening, wherever you are on this planet Earth. Um, But yeah, as you guys can see, we're doing another highlight today for the Lord. And it is my friend Gerald with Beyond Organic. And I think it's really cool what he's doing because he is gardening. And as you know, that's where it all started. (laughs) Okay, in the Garden of Eden. So I think you know, the parallels that are drawn in in the Bible to gardening and all that good stuff is still a beautiful parallel and a good lesson for us as well. And I think it's awesome that he's on TikTok and he is using his talents and proclaiming Christ in the process because he obviously doesn't have to do that. All he has to do is, you know, plant some stuff and keep it moving. But we talked about why he thought it was important to include Christ um, as well as his journey to how he got here and you know what gardening has done for him and his relationship with Christ so this is a really good episode and I think you guys will enjoy it um he also at the end lets us know some ways that we can uh start our own gardens in a very practical way so stay tuned till the end and yeah let's get right into it all right hey Gerald how are you doing today how are you good to hear I'm also doing well um, so glad to have you on this uh, episode. Um, as you know, I reached out to you because I'm doing this random thing that I want to do uh, with Christian creatives. Um, so really grateful to have you on. But as you know, this is a Christian sexuality podcast. So I had to ask you something that has to do with sexuality. Um, so the question is, um, how do you think Christ has had an impact on your sexuality? And how has he um, impacted or just how has being a Christian impacted your marriage as well? Um, I think for the most part, answering the first part of that question and impacting my sexuality was just, you know, when I first believed when we first came to me, you know, I wanted to learn and know just the right way to do everything. What was his way of going about or how am I supposed to go about this or, you know, just different aspects of everyday life. And, you know, obviously sexuality is a very big part of life and just the more i was learning about him i would see it you know kind of recurring popping up it was pretty big emphasis like uh, sexual immorality staying away from that and so i was like okay well what exactly do you classify as that what would get me down there what's right what's wrong blah 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 whatever so i mean you know i've always you know grown up even before leaving no i've always been into girls always been the women everything so but i just really wanted to you know, kind of hone in and learn what that was. So just through, I guess, just through learning that and seeing his approach and his, um, just the way that he ordained and set stuff up from the beginning, how it's supposed to be between the man and woman. And I guess going after that and seeking how, seeking out how, um, seeking out the way that he created things to be and learning how men and women are supposed to relate to one another I really dove deep into that to really mm. get a stronghold of, you know, what it truly means just I guess, to love and be with a woman. Right. And I, I started pursuing that and, you know, looking into that more, if that kind of answers the question. Um, yeah. 
yeah so um how do you feel like it's affected so you know after being a christian how do you feel like it's affected your marriage because you know obviously before um being in a marriage you have to kind of abstain a lot and avoid yeah. um it's kind of a different mindset going into marriage so how do you feel like being a christian has affected your marriage and you know your sexuality as well well the biggest thing was learning how because you know how he always references as himself as the bridegroom and the church as the bride so in him doing that i was like okay if the goal is marriage and marriage is you know one of the first things that you know he created the first relationship that he establishes that big seeing how he always describes our relationship between us and him as a marriage i was like okay how do you you know, your first himself as a bridegroom with a husband, and obviously I'm going to be a husband. How do you relate to your bride? How do you relate to us? How do you treat us? You know, he tells us to love our wives. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. Okay, how does he love us? So I really, I really wanted to set out and learn that. And in, in doing that, in doing that, in doing that, um, I really, really try for my goal in my marriage. Like he said, is to love my wife how he loved up mm-hmm. us. You know, he gave himself up. He loves us passionately, selflessly, purely. You know, he serves. He came not to be served, but to serve or to serve, you know. And again, one of the greatest commands, like he said, is or well, the law is fulfilled in loving your neighbor as yourself. And that and, you know, includes my wife. So in ever, I guess in everything that I do, and this was the craziest thing ever that I noticed, even like leading up to my marriage and when I got married like immediately after i got married it's like everything in my mind it didn't matter what i was doing whether i was driving whether i was eating whether i was listening whatever it was she was always in the back of my mind like Mm. how does this impact my wife how like and she's always there like always in the back of my head like i'm even sitting here talking down in the back of my head i'm like i have her in mind Mm. making sure i'm she stays here right so everything that's coming out of my mouth how does this affect my wife how does she how will she think about this how will she feel about this is this things that i'm saying is it loving her is it protecting her is it you know is it serving her mm-hmm. she's always there in my head and in my mind and i'm like uh, when i first like you can it's a lot of things like and obviously you know like you'll read things like in scripture and in the word and it's like there's things you'll know and then you'll experience it and it'll mm-hmm. give it like the meaning of it just like it jumps out like that yeah yeah like going into marriage i already you know i knew a lot of the stuff about what he said about the church and how he loves us and you know all this I'm like okay yeah i know but then i actually get into the marriage and he's doing stuff and i'm like oh shoot like stuff is like really really jumping out at me um <laughs> but it's definitely impacted you know my marriage for the better you know yeah. being able to you know, we're able to, in that same verse that I was describing to you, that same passage, you know, not only does he tell husbands to love their wives, but he tells wives to submit. And, you know, a lot of things, you know, you'll see big issues now. And you know, we're talking, oh, I can't submit to a man. Or won't I know. Man. Yeah. That's a, that is a uh, danger, <laughs> a trigger oh, word for some people to submit. Very. But I, I guess getting deeper, just the more I look at things and I look at the world and how the world kind of approaches things to a certain level, I can understand 
why, right? Because there's a very big, you can see it even all over TikTok and everything. It's a very big, like, men versus women thing going on. Mm. Like, very, very big. And yeah. I think the issue is, you know, when, you know, when God or Christ isn't involved and you're just out in the world, those two sides, there are, obviously, men are going to be more inclined to do. Like more simple things men are going to be more inclined to do and more simple things that women are going to be more inclined to do. And we see those in each other and we're always pointing them out and we can't fully settle into our jobs and into our roles that Christ created us for. Because one, we don't know what it fully means to be, you know, feminine or masculine. But at the same Mm. time, we have a certain level of understanding. Like as a man, I have a certain level of understanding of what I need a woman to be. And a woman has a certain level of understanding of what she needs a man to be. So a woman isn't going to submit to like the men. And I can't say that I fully blame them. The men that are majority out there right now, I see why women are saying they, I'm Oh, well, I'm glad, I'm glad you said it. <laughs> I mean, I understand, right? And I mean, now when you go, get to that level and when you do get married and you enter into that sanctity, then okay, yeah, you, or if that's what you're pursuing, and you have that in your heart, like, oh, I'm not going to submit. Well, if you want a decent marriage or a good marriage, we're going to have to learn how to do that. And, and right. But in order to do that, the man is, they have to work like this. The man, right. you have to give the woman to submit to. The mm-hmm. reason that we are able you know, to submit to Christ, right? Christ is the bridegroom, we are the bride. And we are able to submit to him because of the way he loves us, because of the way he protects us, the, because of the way he treats us. And does so in love and serves us, but also, you know, he leads and he doesn't affect and he is faithful to us. So we are able to let our guard down and entrust our lives to him. And though sometimes we get a little, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, but ultimately we can submit to him because he is all that for us. And yeah. in understanding that, and the more I learn that, the more I'm like, okay, like I don't just want. I don't tell my wife, oh, you need to do this, or I don't expect her, or if I just tell her to do this, this, and that, her to just listen to my, no, like I'm a dictator or something. No, I have to set, I have to set the, uh, set the tone or create the environment where it is conducive to her submitting to me, right? Right. So I create and I treat her and I show her and I give her certain things that like, I basically create an environment where she wants to, right? So no, I love her i treat her right i do right by i make sure that all of her needs are met to the best of my ability and Mm -hmm. also i have a purpose and have a vision of where i'm going and when her needs are met and when she is fulfilled and she can see where i'm going and she understands i'm taking us somewhere and she can get an idea of it too and she trusts me in that well she can sit back and kind of well if i need her to do this or if i ask her to do this or do this or that she has no problem doing it because right. she sees and she understands she trusts me and she knows mm-hmm. that I care about her and I love her and I'm not leading her into any harm or into any danger. Same thing beautifully said. Yeah, beautifully yeah. said. Um, yeah. And I think that's the same thing with uh, our relationship with the Lord. Like he doesn't want us to just blindly follow him. He has he has, he has good reason, like you're saying, to, to be trusted. Um, so, yeah, that's really good. I want to also go back to you saying that in the back of your mind, you are always thinking about your wife. Do you feel like that like just switched on when you like on the wedding day or was it like a slow progression? What was that like for you? It was like, it was immediate. And I don't know how, like, I don't know how to describe it. It was just like, 
you know, just, you know, some spiritual happens. It's, it's so hard to describe. Like, as I'm there, yeah. like, immediately after it happened, it's like I started feeling it. Like, I was like, this is the same. But there was a very, like, even as we're on the altar, you know, after we said I do blah, 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 whatever, and we're leaving, I felt like the shift happened. Wow. Like, it, like I felt like, I was like, oh, like, this is different. I was like, this is the same. Like, our relationship didn't necessarily change. How I treat her, blah, blah, whatever. I, how, I don't know how to describe it. I really don't know. It was just <laughs> like, whoa. Like, okay. Maybe it's just is, like the responsibility, like, really set in. Like, you. I, th- I think it did. You know, like, really, you took did. on the, you took on the role of being responsible. Like, basically what Christ calls us to, calls you to do as a man in a marriage. Like, it, it kind of hits you probably that day. And then from that day on, oh, it's, it's just been stuck I, in the back of your head. Oh, it was different. And whenever we first, I guess, going back to your asking if it was a slow progression, it was like I first noticed it then, like I felt it immediately, and then probably a few weeks afterwards, it like did progress a little bit, like it got a little bit more like, oh, I understand this a little bit more now, or understand this, or Mm. why this is like this, or this is like that, or why you created this to be like this within the marriage. So it progressed for a little bit, for a few weeks, and then... I guess the more understanding I got, it kind of, it settled in. So it doesn't really, nothing really jumped out too much anymore. Like I'm still learning, you know, I'm still growing, we're still becoming Mm -hmm. one, but it's not all like, you know, in the beginning, a lot of new things are happening. Right. No, it just kind of, it's been leveling out slowly. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool to hear it from that perspective. I've never really, you know, heard it like that. So I'm glad to hear that. How long have you guys been married? Coming up on two years. It'll be two years okay. in September. Wow. Yeah. You guys are young. I mean, I'm not even married, so <laughs> but that just oh. sounds so cute. Like it's been two years. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, cool. Good. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think that'll be helpful for people, just especially men. Um, I think it's not like praise so much for men to be like just to have that you know, some people may even call you whipped, you know, or whatever, because you you have your wife in the back of your mind. But I think it's a beautiful thing. And I'm sure that your wife can attest to um, the beauty of that and the way that you walk that out. So um, I just I'm glad that you can talk about that in a positive aspect, something that you're enjoying. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad to hear that. Um, all righty. So let's get into it. Um, so obviously we met via TikTok. Um, so. What do you do on the TikTok? Let the people know what you do while you're here. On the TikTok, <laughs> I build and I teach people how to, well, I build and I teach a no-till method of gardening, right? And it's called, I mean, the term of it is called back to eating gardening, which kind of me in the first way. It kind of stood out to me when I first saw okay. it. But, so I teach that and, you know, my aim my goal with it, right, is just as I continue to settle into it or really get a strong feel of where I'm being led in it, my goal is to ultimately, you know, relate the information, you know, that I'm learning or everything that I'm doing, you know, relate it to the everyday person, give it something that you know, they can feel, feel, understand, and chew on, and then in turn use that and to point them back to the source of all that knowledge and information, which is Christ and in Christ. Amen. Right? A lot of the stuff that I learn and have learned in and through that, like, like I'll be just out there doing stuff 
and like he'll speak like he'll shoot scripture and stuff at mm. me as I'm doing stuff. I'm like, oh, that's why you said that. Oh, that's why you did that. Oh, that's why it's like that. And the more, you know, throughout the word, throughout the Bible, there's a constantly parables and references and metaphors used to talk about spiritual things, but mm-hmm. he uses gardening or, you know, that type of stuff to describe it. And yeah. the more I'm out there, the more I'm like, oh my goodness. Like the stuff just like it downloads, like it makes so much sense when you're out there going through it. So that's what I do on TikTok. Yes, that is what you do. Um, And, you know, I feel I would say probably in the past like three, four years, I've been trying to eat healthier, live different. Um, I had a friend that um, was vegan and and just like ate clean. Um, And that really like helped me on my journey as well. So when I came across you, I'm like, I have no clue what this man is talking about, but I would like to eventually. So (laughs) I followed you. And also I saw that you were like representing Christ and I thought that was really cool. But what kind of like inspired this start for you? So back when was this back in 2019, I'll take it back a little further. So 2018, I just graduated college. Okay. Did sports and everything. And some stuff happened in college, you know, that you know, it really got me you know, pretty, pretty in a bad space mentally. Like I was, mm. I was down really low because, you know, when I first, the kind of when I first believed, when I first came to Christ, he gave me a vision very shortly after, or he gave me a purpose very shortly after. And, you know, essentially what it was, was, you know, he was going to give me a platform to talk to people, you know, spread knowledge and his glory about him, and also speak to them about things that are just kind of going on in the world, whatever. He was telling me he was going to give me that platform. And at the time, mm-hmm. I was real big in the sports, I was going to college for it and all. And I really believed in my heart that he was going to do it through sports. Like he was going to take me to that level of sports, you know, to do that, whatever. That's how was going to have me fill it. Well, fast forward all the way through college. Some stuff happened throughout there that, you know, I thought he was taking me one way. And some stuff was like building up real fast. And it's like he was at the helm of it, it seemed. And I was really like, like, this is it. Like I was on the cusp of like coming like wow like this is what i've been working for for years we've well, been leading me for years mm. like i'm right there boom rug snatch it just it crumbled i mean it just fell when i was in free fall mm. i mean i was god why'd you do that why'd you bring me here why is my mind like you brought me so far to this point like why like i would just completely like my vision my understanding my purpose everything got called into question at that point i was just like whoa like i was just i felt so lost like i felt like i was just in free fall like if i can just like i close my eyes and just like imagine my spirit at the time just like falling in like in a pit mm. of nothing just light far away that i was just falling away from and i was just i mean depressed so after college 2018 i mean i was down bad like real bad so i'm like in my room I'm like barely eating for like months over a year. Wow. Like the only time I ever left my room was just to go to work. I'll come home. I'm just in my room. I'm, I mean, I'm miserable. I mean, my body hurt, messed up, aching from, t- I'm just miserable, right? So one day I'm laying in bed and I don't know what sparked this, but I had, um, had like a little pack of seeds that I had, I had bought like a couple months ago, like <laughs> survival garden kit, no seeds or whatever, but it was just sitting in my closet. One day I'm just laying in bed, it's raining outside, and I'm just, you know, feeling extremely sorry for myself. 
I was like, oh, well, I might as well plant a seed on board. So I got <laughs> up when he opened up the pack of seeds, went outside. I grabbed a red solo cup, went outside, scooped up some dirt from my mama garden, went inside, and then just you know, threw a little seed in there, covered it up. I put two seeds. I planted a beet seed and a tomato seed, covered them up, set them on my windowsill, and I mean, I honestly pretty much forgot about them. I went back to you know, laying around, feeling sad, depressed, sorry for myself. My room was a hot mess. I mean, all the time. I mean, my room was so dirty, it didn't make sense all the time. Like, I didn't clean it up. So one day, I was like, okay, I guess I'll clean my room up. So I get up to clean my room up. I'm cleaning, I'm cleaning. I go to the cup, and I look in, and the dirt is dry and, you know, hadn't been taken care of it. So I was like, oh, well, I'm going to throw these away. So I'm grabbing them, going to throw them away. And I glance back inside of it, and I see just barely under the dirt. Just a little tiny sprout poking up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it's growing. <laughs> so I was like, wow. I stopped all doing it. I ran downstairs. I put some water in it. And, you know, I'm the type to do, like, like if I get, if something interests me, like, piques my interest even in the slightest, I'm all in. Like, I'm, I'm going to learn everything there is to learn about whatever it is that I'm looking at or getting into. So I'm sitting down, I'm watching videos, I'm reading papers, I'm reading books, I'm ordering, I'm figuring out, how do I take care of these seeds? Like, how do I take care of this? So after a few months, I'm figuring out, okay, this is real good, this isn't good, whatever. And I kept seeing this guy pop up on YouTube, and he kept saying, though, back to eating this, back to eating that. I was kind of looking at it, I'm like, okay, they are they are y'all using God to do, like, what are you doing? Like, it just seemed kind of weird to me, and I never clicked on it. One day, I finally clicked on it. And I'm watching dude videos. I'm like, oh, wow, this is a really cool method of gardening. Like, where's this coming from? So he's just talking about it. I'm looking at all the stuff he's growing. Like, oh, this is incredible. I want to do this. He did like a food forest style type of gardening. Right? Mm. I was like, I want to do this. I want to do this. And then he said some guy's name in the video, Paul Gauchy. That's the guy who came up with Back to Eating Gardening. And he said mm. that's where he learned it from. And the guy has a film called Back to Eating Garden. So some people went out to him. No video take this garden, blah, 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 whatever, interviewed him, whatever. So I'm like, okay. So I watched the film. And as I'm watching the film, how the method of gardening got revealed to him, God revealed it to him, showed it to him. Right? So he's going through the documentary and everything that he's doing, he's like talking about how God was speaking to him as he's doing stuff and giving him scripture about certain things. And like you're seeing everything grow. So his whole thing, like he didn't have Anything he couldn't grow food wherever where he was because it wasn't raining at all. And he couldn't figure out how to feed his family, and mm. he just started praying and asked God, you know, what am I supposed to do up here? I can't do anything. So basically, God took him into the woods and showed him how He created the world to take care, of, how He created nature to take care of itself. He said, "You can do the same thing and grow food." So he said, "Okay." So he went to his garden and he started doing that. Right. So throughout the thing, he's pulling off like this crazy fruit, this. Produce, fruit trees, apples, just pulling stuff out the ground, just huge, healthy. And I was like, wow, like people go there and he was holding tours. So like, I got to go see this. Like, I, I have to see this in person. There's there's no way. Like the spirit was just like, when I was <laughs> watching that, it's like God was just like, boom, like my spirit lit up. I had been Beautiful. so dark and so down for so long. Like, as I'm watching this, God is like, yell like this, wake up, wake up, wake up. So I'm like, okay, so I planned a trip out. He lived out in Washington. I'm in Indiana. I was mm. like, I got to go see this dude garden. So I fly out there and I'm driving up to his house. We're driving up 
And as we're pulling up, I'm looking. And the second we cross into his property line, it's like, whoosh, like I felt, like I felt the spirit of God just like come on me. Like just, wow. it just came out. And I step out the car and I'm standing there, I'm looking around and he's looking at me. He was like, God is welcome here. Like he's like, he is here all the time. I've welcomed him here. He's like, you probably felt the presence of God when you got here, didn't you? I said, the second I got, I was just like, well, so we're going around, we're walking around, I'm eating this food and I'm tasting the stuff he's growing. And I'm like, this is nuts. Like I've never tasted stuff like this in my life. Like I'm sitting there eating blueberries. I I hate blueberries. I tell you, I hate blueberries. I (laughs) hate blueberries. Always hate them. But his food, I was like, I got to try these out. So I'll go over to a blueberry bush. I pop one in my mouth. And I start walking away, anticipating I'm not going to like it. Mm-hmm. And I start chewing. I stopped dead in my tracks. I said, oh, my goodness. This tastes like a blueberry. Like, that's the only way. <laughs> <laughs> I went back to that bush. I stood at that bush for like 20 minutes. To... Is that just how he sets it up? You just eat his, eat his plants? Yeah. He just comes around wow. So he just shows you, like he walks you around through the garden. You can kind of split off if you want to. But as you know, you're walking through, he's describing, you know, talking about his garden, talking about what God has revealed to him through the garden, in the garden. That's so cool. Yeah, he just is his store. So that's that's how he does You can look it up if you would like to after this on YouTube. You know, you can just type in, you know, Paul Gouchy, Back to Eden Garden. Um, there's a YouTube channel called L2 Survive. The guy okay. goes up there and just randomly will record stuff for him as he's doing the tours. I mean, he has like some of the information and stuff that he gives or he talks like it is, it's incredible, right? Cause <laughs> a lot, like, he's talking about, he doesn't have internet. He don't got computer. He don't got phone, like none oh, of wow. that, but the stuff that's like going on around, like just in the world and stuff where it's headed. And the, as we continue to head farther, you know, into darkness, like as mm-hmm. he's in his guard, like he's explaining and like describe these things that are going on. But then relate them back to the word and the scripture. Like, I don't have to worry about this or this or this or that because God has provided this, this, this and that. And here, this is where he says it in scripture. And he'll like mm. point it right back. It's, it's incredible. That's the best way I can describe it. But really yeah, so cool. when I saw him, and after I learned that and saw how simple of a method it is, and one of the things that he likes to say is, no, you can't get lost in simple. One of the things that Christ says is, you know, basically take my yoke upon you for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Yeah. Like the way the stuff that he has set up for us in the life that Christ wants us to live and God has laid before us, it was never meant to be as labor intensive as we're like make it right now. The condition that we're in right now, it wasn't supposed to be like this, the way right. we fight and strive. That's not how he created it at all. Mm-hmm. So whenever you come into him and come under him, the stuff that he does and provides and gives is, I mean, it's simple and it's straightforward. He's right. He's not the author of confusion. Like he tells you, right. straight up. So I'm looking at this and he's like, it really is this easy. It really is this simple. Like you can do this. So I'm looking at it. I'm like, I can, like I can, I can go home and do this. Like I could do a lot with this. Like I, people need to see this. <laughs> people need to learn about this. If it's this easy. So I came home after I'm out there. And, you know, I talked to one of my friend's moms and I basically installed one for her in the fall. And the following year, I planted in it in halfway. You know, I did it in faith because halfway as I'm doing it, you know, some things are so stuck in your mind or a certain way of doing things. Like as you're doing it, like there's no way this is going to work. <laughs> yeah, this, and I'm thinking that as I'm laying it out, but at the same time, I'm like, 
God, I know you behind this. So that faith, that little mustard seed of faith was like, I don't think it's going to work, but yeah, I trust you. No, I, I think it will. You know, I believe I've seen it. You took me here. You let me here. So even though it might not seem feasible, I trust you, believe you. So the next year I got a garden established. I planted in it the next year. I didn't go to that garden for like half the year after <laughs> I planted it. I forgot about it. I got caught up. You know, my depression was still up and down. Mm. So I got caught up. And one day I'm in bed and I was like, go check on that garden. So I got up, drove over there. I pull up. It's just plants growing, lettuce. <laughs> I mean, everything just growing. I'm standing there like, I haven't touched this thing in months. I haven't done anything. <laughs> I mean, it's just stuff growing everywhere. Wow. From that point on, I was like, yeah, I, I got to tell people about this. I have to. And God just, from that point on, I just started going and running with it. And since yeah. then, he's been, no, I can't do it. And I can't continue in it and be successful at it without, you know, relating him and pointing people back to him. Mm -hmm. glorifying him because I wouldn't even be where I am now or continue to have success right now if it wasn't for him because he's the one who showed me it and led me there in the first place. Like, he's the foundation of all of this. So if I was to remove him or to ignore him and try to go my own, it would all fall apart immediately. He Mm -hmm. was the author of it. So I I don't really, you know, I don't have a choice, but I can't help. I ain't going to say have a choice. I can't help, but to talk about him. I can't help but to bring him up when I do this or when I talk to people about it because he's the one who showed it to me. Yeah. And I think that's the beauty in being a Christian. Like you really know when someone's like in Christ, when they like love the, you can see the passion in their heart when they talk about the Lord. Um, So I know, I know you just said this, like, um, you know, you can't not say it, but I think there are people who are Christians who have talents that don't communicate that aspect of it. I'm sure there's a lot of people even on TikTok who say they're Christians, but um, leave it out of their business or um, the way they explain things. So why did you really think it was that important? Because you could have had a a TikTok about organics and said nothing about Christ. You could just taught people how to plant stuff and just kept it moving. So why did you do that? I mean, really, because it's so much, you know, it's so much bigger than gardening. It's so much bigger than no food, not this world. We it's so easy to get caught up. You no, know, since we're fallen, it's so easy to get caught up in the now, the present, the flesh, the physical. When reality is a lot more than just the physical. The physical is just a very, very small portion of it. And mm-hmm. to leave, I guess, just to stay or leave it or address it just from a physical or really a fleshly perspective is no. It's not. I don't have the word i can't think of how to articulate this but um i don't know how to describe it it's just, there's so much more and we're meant for so much greater and we are i mean we're we're you're in the middle of a war right now you're literally in the middle of a war for your soul it's spiritual warfare and if i was to ignore that and say and try to separate well yeah i'm a christian i believe i believe in christ but this is this and christ is over here right mm-hmm. to separate you you can't separate that as a christian like it goes it translates into everything that you do mm-hmm. so i have to because i see the bigger picture i understand the bigger picture he has shown and told us the bigger picture you know i have i have to tell people about it. i have to do my best to show people the light or be a light to people to show them help show them a way out or help show them something 
you know, greater and more. And you kind of see it now, just like this whole weird spirituality thing going on. Like people are like depression, anxiety. People are looking for something. Yeah. People, they are looking for something. Yeah. Like heavy right now. And the enemy is going to get like he when he he's trying to get you that space and he is going to give you something. Mm-hmm. Like he sets you up, makes you feel like that, and he already has an answer for you. Oh, here tries to hand it to you. So people are they're feeling it. Again, we're people, we're all created in the image of God. So all the feelings is like it's all there, but it's the way that we go about it and act on those feelings or those desires or whatever that dictates, I guess, pretty much where you're headed or where you're going or how you're going to move, you know, and go about this life. So, yeah, but to take Christ out of what I'm doing and just try to focus on that, it wouldn't, I don't know, it wouldn't show his glory. <laughs> he wouldn't be able to be seen through me. People wouldn't, I feel like, I feel like if I just wouldn't, if I felt like I left him out, I wouldn't be giving them anything. I feel like I'll just be talking mm. nonsense. Like, if there's no Christ behind what I'm saying, there's no love behind what I'm saying, because Christ is love, and you have to do everything in love. If you don't do anything in love, it's dead. It's, it's nothing. Yeah. It's nothing. Like, in so Ephesians, like, when he's talking to the Ephesians, he's telling them, oh, yeah, you guys may have a great theology. You may have, you know, an excellent understanding of this or an excellent understanding of this, 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 and that. But you don't have any love. All that is nothing. It's right. Dead. Like a clanging symbol. It, exactly. It Wasted noise. And that's what it sounds like. If I'm just talking and crying and there, no love is there, well, I might as well just, you know, be outside running around in circles. <laughs> like, just like, like doing nothing. Like there's, there's, nothing, there's nothing behind it. There's no substance there. There's no substance. There's nothing for anyone to grab onto and hang yeah. on yeah. with them and stick with them all. Yeah, I definitely agree. That's That's really good. So, but what would you say would be like the biggest impact gardening has had on your relationship with Christ? If there's something like you learned or something that gardening has like kept at the forefront of your mind um, that has impacted your walk with Christ? Um, I think where it's impacted me the most, what I see a lot, and usually whatever season I'm in, like he'll show me different things within the garden. But one of the things one of the things that always stands out to me when I'm out there gardening is, okay, I explain it to you like this, right? So it's a deep mulch system. So it kind of, you cover the ground, you cover the soil with it, it protects the plants, it protects the roots and everything. And also it doesn't necessarily keep, like prevent weeds from growing, but it really helps prevent them from getting a real strong hold. Like it's really easy to pluck them out, right? Mm. But if you don't have that over your soil and you just have regular bare ground and dirt, one, it's really hard for things to be fruitful and grow in that. And two, weeds spring up like crazy, like immediately mm. when it's bare ground. And they take hold really hard. And it's hard to pull them out. The ground gets hard. It gets firm. And even when you try to pull them out, the roots get stuck in the ground. And they just, they keep popping up. They keep popping up. So whenever I'm out there gardening, I always see like mulch this uh, he revealed this to me like a while ago i was just sitting there looking and he kind of started explaining like relating the garden just to the heart and the human condition so the mulch is a covering right it covers the soil it protects the soil it gives them space to grow not even just your plants but all the life within your soil and all that which helps take care of your plants but it protects them gives them a home gives them shelter gives them food um 
just everything you need for life to grow and be fruitful, the covering provides that. Mm. And if you know who provides that for us, then you know who that is. Right. I know where you're going. <laughs> so the covering over your soil is Christ. And when weeds come in, they slide in, they they get down on there, like onto the covering on Christ comes in, you know, he comes into our heart and into our spirit. When it gets down onto that, when a weed pops up in your heart, but you have Christ, when sin springs up or temptation springs up or something that's there, but you have Christ in your heart is very, when you see it and you catch it quick and immediately you bring it into submission to God and you remove it and run away from or flee from or whatever, it doesn't have chance to grow any roots. Mm. And it's really, I mean, it's super easy. Like it kind of plucks and falls right out when you give it over to Christ. That's just, good. Right out. So when a weed pop up and just spring up in the soil <laughs> in your garden or in the mulch or in the covering, when you see it, I'm talking about you go over to it. You could like rub it with your hand or rub it with a rake or like pluck it like this. Mm. And all of the roots come out of it. Like you're holding the whole plant. Wow. It doesn't get stuck in there. It's not seated in there. And when you, when you go to Christ, like whatever state it is that you try to deal with, and he has that covering and he softened your heart. Mm, I hope y'all are not missing this. I hope y'all are not missing this right now. That's <laughs> good. That stuff falls out of there. It gets pulled out so easy. So Praise much easier. When you don't have that covering and your heart is hard, that ground is hard, that soil is hard, and you try to you fight why am I like this? Why do I keep doing this? Or why do I keep running these issues? And p- try to deal with these weeds. You try to pluck at these weeds. They don't come out. The roots mm-hmm. don't come out. Mm-hmm. The ground is too hard. The soil too hard. Your heart too hard. So you don't get it. Doesn't The condition doesn't change at all. Dang. It is. That's, that's so good. I could cry right now. That's how beautiful that is. And I love metaphors and stuff like that. It's like you are just... You're, it's like God is um, sanctifying you through your talent. Like you have to, you're probably constantly mindful of Christ because you're looking at this mulch and you're going to see him. And when you see the weeds, you're, you're seeing that you're like, you're like re-coming the Christ every time you garden kind of. Every time I'm out there, you, every time you're out there, you run into him every time. And it makes sense, right? What did he do in the very beginning? He put us in a garden. And Come he on. put us in the garden. Oh, this is too much. <laughs> so I'm overwhelmed. It only makes sense that he will talk to you and come to you and commune with you like no other when you go back into the garden. Shut up right now. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. It's, it's, oh, my goodness. It's wild. I, I mean, I'd be tripping. <laughs> you crying over your freaking cucumbers because the oh, Lord got it so good. I would just go out there. I will sit down on the ground. I would just sit there. So I mean, I just and when I think when I think about, ooh, I'm finna backpedal real heavy for a second, but I'm still going to relate <laughs> it to the garden, right? I'm backpedaling like to marriage and men and, and the race, relationship between men and women. Mm-hmm. So when God created Adam, this what blew me, right? This is one of the things that blew me. Like before, you know, I got married and just understanding, just what a woman is, the role she plays, and how beneficial she is to man. Mm. God, right, so God created everything, right? He created the earth, right? He created, he, it was paradise. It was paradise. Adam had everything he could 
eat. All the food, they give him that fruit, fresh, whatever. All the animals around kicking him. There's no sin in the world. He vibing. He chilling. <laughs> Adam, he got the full presence and glory of God right there with him. Talking to him. Communion every single day. And you know what he said? I need a helper. Mm-hmm. God said, all right. Put him down. Woke him up. Brought him a woman. He had all of that stuff. And still something, he was like, eh, something's still a little off. And then God brought him a woman. He's like, oh, is this flesh of my flesh and bone of my bones? Mm-hmm. And then he was fulfilled. Mm. Then he was complete. Women are such, ooh, <laughs> like the role. There is nothing greater in all of creation. Nothing. Nothing more incredible. Nothing more beautiful. Nothing more beneficial to a man than a woman. Mm. There isn't. Nothing. I mean, it's proven. It's right there in scripture. Yeah, he had yeah. everything. In the first book. <laughs> he had everything. God had brought him that woman. He, he was geeked. He, yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, okay, finally. <laughs> okay, now, now, now I can get to work. Now I can mm. do this. Now I can accomplish this. Now I can go do what you have given me. No, now I can go accomplish the purpose that you have given me. Mm. I can go out and do that. You gave me somebody to help me do that. But sorry, I'd be curious. <laughs> sorry, you guys. No, you're good. I gotta stop. I was like, it just, uh, <laughs> like I don't understand why. Like I, I sit down, have to struggle all the time. Like why? Like why are you so good? To, like why? Mm. What what is man that you are mindful of him? Like what? Wh- what? Are you trying to go to church right now? You're doing too much. You're doing too much. We're going to church right now. <laughs> I'll be t- oh my good! I'm losing my mind. Like why are you like this to us? Why is he so good to us? Like why? Literally, I'm so glad that you are like this because this is literally me <laughs> to my friends. Like I can't. I will literally like get stuck on one thing and my friends be like, all right, it's not a like it's not that deep. But it is. Oh, it is. It <laughs> is. God oh, is so is. good. Oh my gosh. And just the it's just so beautiful because he gives us talents that allow us to even draw near to him, especially the one that you have, because it just it's it's in the Bible, you know? Like he talks about farming and gardening and and sowing seed. So you're literally like living it out. I just think it's so beautiful that the Lord has given you this. And like, I can just imagine how uh, rejuvenating it is for you to just like constantly go back and, and be reminded of these things um, when you do the talent that you have. Yeah. Yeah. And part of the reason why I like I do it and I guess I try to encourage people to do it is because one, he created us and put us in the garden from the very beginning. Right. That's where he created and put it man and put man. So everybody, everybody has the ability mm. you know, to garden. It's in us where we came from, is where he put us. You know, that's mm. where life is, that's where food is, that's where stuff, you know, everything you know, just that sustains us, that's where that comes from. It comes from the ground. It comes from something that has to grow. Yeah, something has to grow in order for us to consume and eat and grow and thrive, right? So before before you can go out really and really do anything or really accomplish anything or really whatever, 
if you ain't got nothing to eat, well, you ain't going to be doing whatever you're doing for too long. Right, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just you just aren't. So whether you're getting fully into gardening, like all the way in, like that's what you want to do, like you want to be a market farmer, gardener, whatever, or you want to continue down whatever other path God may have you on, whether interior design or you are a carpenter or whatever it is. At the end of the day, you need something good, healthy, nutritious that's going to feed and fuel and repair and help your body to operate at the maximum level. Mm-hmm. And then operate at the maximum level, you can do your job or whatever it is that you have to do in your, you know, your main profession or your main goal, your main calling. Do that to your best ability. So yeah. I encourage I encourage everybody to guard because every everybody needs healthy food. Mm-hmm. It just so so. What would you say would be like a good place to start for everybody? Like, what what kind of tips would you give some, someone that just needs somewhere to start? I mean, really, if you're just looking for somewhere to start, I'll just say just YouTube stuff, just Google stuff. How to grow? Like, just think of something you want to grow, something you like to eat, your favorite mm-hmm. fruit or your favorite vegetable. How do I grow X Y Z? How do I grow this? Mm-hmm. And then. Go from there. I encourage you to look at people in your area who, whether are farmers or are just home gardeners, whatever, but people that have a ton of success. Go down to your farmer's market. If you have a local farmer's market, a local farmer's market, see people who are growing and bringing produce and talk to them. Ask them, how are you growing this? Or how are you growing that? How are, like, what are you doing? What are your methods? Go in with that, learn those, write them down, ask them if you can go there and look, ask them if you can come in or whatever, whatever the case may be, you mm. know, find people who are good, good at it. Okay. Or, who are really good at it and, and go from there. And when you start moving into, I mean, obviously nobody wants their food messed with or screwed with like pesticides and all that poisonous. Nobody wants that stuff on their food. Right. So, <clears throat> obviously that's the direction you want to be going, what you want to get into, start looking into you know, organic gardening, no-till gardening, and deep mulch gardening, which is okay. gardening that I no teach and talk about is deep mulch gardening. And the reason I talk about it is because, you know, it's the system that uh, you know, pretty much most of nature follows, right? So I don't know if you've seen it or not, but, you know, every year, just throughout, you know, the seasons, spring and summer, Look at the woods, all the plants and everything. Trees are taking up. Leaves are green. They turn green, whatever. They're taking up nutrients and everything, blah, 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 whatever, up from the soil. They store it out in the branches and in the leaves, mostly in the leaves. And then when fall hits, they turn brown and they, what do they do? They fall back to the ground. So the minerals and everything are stored up in the leaves. Mm. They fall back to the ground and fall. So now they're covering the soil. They cover it. That's the covering. And at the same time, it starts raining. You know, the Lord sends rain, he sends snow, he sends whatever over the leaves, over whatever other dead plant material and everything fell to the ground. It starts to slowly break down. It feeds the soil, the soil life and all that. It fertilizes the ground throughout the fall. In what? <laughs> and, then spring, and then when spring hits, one, the ground the life is ready to pop back up through it and start growing because the ground has been fertilized. The seeds have been protected. The roots have been protected. At the same time, some of that leaf litter and matter is still on the ground covering the soil and protecting it as a mulch. Wow. So nobody ever goes out to the woods or to the forest 
and waters it. They don't till it. They don't fertilize it. Yeah, that's anything. true. And all year it grows. It's healthy. It comes back bigger and better, whatever. You can do the same thing on a smaller scale in a personal garden. Get some organic matter. Like some leaves. Leaves are everywhere in fall. Mm. Everywhere. Don't grab some leaves up. Put them on the ground. Run over them with your lawnmower or something. <laughs> Lay them down thick enough so the grass die. And then when spring hit, plant in the soil. Wow. Just follow nature. That is yeah. inspiring. <laughs> wow. You do. You really learn something new every day. <laughs> I'm, I'm shook. <laughs> I am shook. Oh, wow. That's wonderful. Great advice. Awesome. So um, I have two more questions for you. One, you just came upon a lot of land and God has blessed you. So I don't know if you wanted to wait for this. You're going to tell your TikTokers first. But just kind of give me a, a short summary of how the Lord, how you have come upon this amazing blessing. Tell the people what I'm even talking about as well. <laughs> All right. So just closed on the house and took possession of a property probably about a week, two weeks ago, I'll say. It was 21, a little over 21 acres of land, and it's on a 15-acre lake. And there are, we share the lake with three other people, right? So it was just us back there. Now, how we came about it, nothing but the Lord. Let me, t- <laughs> let me tell you. Since <laughs> when I, I saw that TikTok, TikTok, I'm like, yo, whose face is this? <laughs> I, I still, like, it's still hard for me. Like, a lot of stuff, and this go back to, like, when I said, what does man that you're mindful of him? I still be sitting there, like, I'll be out there, and I'll be like, why? Like, <laughs> you know, yeah, I know my heart. I know how I am as I know my shortcomings. I, why are you I am I don't deserve. The only thing yeah, I yeah. deserve is death. That's that's it. What so why <laughs> why do you keep blessing me with things? Why do you keep giving me stuff? <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> since I first got into, you know, gardening and doing all that, whatever, you know, I was at home with my parents or in an apartment, whatever. You know, just always like, man, no, I wish I had you know, I could see, you know, obviously I walk outside. It's a grass and ground everywhere. And in my head, you know, in my mind, I was just always like, oh, if I just had access to that land, if I just had land or if I had the land or space, whatever. I said, I could do so much with that. Like, there's so much potential there, like, to grow, like, just to grow things, produce. Like, it's so much. And I, like, I look around everywhere and I just see lawns or I just see grass. I'm just like. Y'all, like, y'all have no clue. Y'all have no clue. <laughs> I was just always, it was always in my heart that I always wanted space or I always wanted land or, you know, I wanted, yeah, enough land to do this type of stuff, mm-hmm. like on a large scale, but also, you know, for you know, all the other things land with too, come with too, you know. Like mm-hmm. One growing, you know, just growing, raising a family, whatever, giving them a space to grow, develop, whatever to do it. And at the same time, two, have enough space so that, if stuff did get bad or not even necessarily if it did get bad, but to have other like-minded people like in my family or whatever, you know, community is very big and it's key. Like we need it. So like we have yeah. the land, we have the space, like my parents, if you want to come out, build a place on our property, you're here. My sisters and your husbands, whatever y'all come out here, build a property, cousins, whatever. So now mm-hmm. we have that little community there too. One, we can start growing on there, doing what we need to do there. And then from there we can continue once that's taken care of, continue to expand and reach out and touch 
you know, the greater and the larger community, whatever. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I always wanted was you know, a house on a good amount of land and a pond. I always said, like, I want, I said, I want a little pond. And That's I want a little more land. than a pond, but <laughs> look at God. Wait, well, I'm gonna do that. So I'm just, that's one of the things I just always said. I want a pond. And I want some land. I said I always wanted. My prayer was, you know, I kind of just want ten acres in a pond, at least ten acres in a pond, at least ten acres in a pond. Just always in my mind. So you now fast forward a little bit. You know, get married, whatever. My wife before she was big times. I want to live in a city. I want to live in downtown Chicago. Whatever. Like she's big, 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 big city girl. Whatever. But being with me, I, I slowly turned her into like a little country girl. She said, oh, I can't believe the stuff that I like now. So she kind of started getting on board too. So we like shoot each other houses all the time, like on Zillow or something. Like, oh, this is a cool looking house. Or, oh, this is a cool looking property. Oh, yeah, this has enough land, whatever. And over time, like finding a place with that much land and the house and everything on it is pretty hard already. And especially in that's affordable. And then mm-hmm. especially now in today's market, borderline impossible so i mean there's right. only you know whenever you look there's maybe two or three properties that even halfway come close to like what you no know, i was you know what i was desiring or praying for or whatever mm-hmm. and then even then those were so far out of our price range it was like okay whatever mm-hmm. as time's going it's like we're getting a little, little, little bit more discouraged. Like over time, like we kind of start settling down a little bit, like the stuff that we're sending back and forth. Mostly the stuff that I'm sending is like getting just a little bit, like coming down, like our standards are just slowly going down. Like we just, yeah. and our lease is ending here in the, at the end of September. I'm just like, like earlier this year, I think earlier this summer, I just really, I started having like a strong feeling that like, you know, before it was like, we'll be in this apartment for about two years. We'll be here for two years and find something, you know, before the two years is up, whatever. So she was talking about, you know, renewal or at least and everything. But just in my spirit, I was like, I don't, I don't feel that we're going to be in this apartment, like, mm. after this lease is up. I don't know what it is. I just, I, I don't think that we'll be back here again for another year. I just couldn't see it. And I couldn't really feel it either. So we're going, and there's this one property that I kept seeing. And I had been seeing it for months, like mm. a really, really long time. And this one, I didn't look at it too much because I would look at the price, like it was a lot more affordable than the other ones, but I still thought that it was a bit outside our price range. And I kept seeing it, and I was like, oh, but yeah, this is about, you know, this is what I want. I want this much land. Oh, it's a really nice, you know, body of water on it and everything. But I didn't look too hard at it because, like, eh, this might be too expensive. So I didn't mm. see it. And even ones that were expensive, I was sending to her. So I don't know why. I di- this one in particular, I didn't send. And I don't know why. So fast forward a bit. We hadn't sent each other pictures for a while. She shot me a picture. She's in the living room. I'm in the bedroom. <laughs> so I showed her a picture of this property. I just decided to this day or whatever. And I just hear, oh, my gosh, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> what? So I get up. So she, I get up. But she come around the corner, run down the hallway like, like I love, like I love this, I love this, I love this. So I'm like, okay. So I started looking at it a little bit harder, and I'm like, oh, okay. Like I, I knew it was nice, but I okay. I didn't know it had all this. Okay, mm. this is nice. So in the back of my head, I'm like, okay, we'll just we'll go out there, 
know, go see it, go get a little viewing to see it, whatever, just kind of see if this really is where we want to be in the future. Not this property necessarily, but just if we really do want a large amount of land, if we really do want to be like, just get a feel. Yeah. I'm just thinking, just see what it looks like. Yeah, right, exactly. But in order to view the house, you had to, um, you had to get pre-approved. Right. Mm. So they say, you know, if you want to come, you know, get a little schedule viewing, whatever you have to get pre-approved first. You're like, okay, well, we might as well, you know, go through a little pre-approval process to see, you know, what we can or can't afford, whatever, you know, just to see. So we get pre-approved when we're talking to the lady. She goes, well, she goes, yeah, you guys, you know, you guys, she said, this is a little close, but she said, you know, you guys, we got a pre-approved for, you know, what the price of the home was. So we're like, oh, I didn't think we get pre-approved for that much. We're like, whatever. <laughs> so we go out there the next day. And... Before I went out there, you know, I do a little, um, like, as it's happening, we're like, okay, wow. Like, it's kind of clear, like, after we got pre-approved, like, we're trying to stay calm, but at the same time, we're like, okay, something, like, yeah, I think God, or he doing something. I don't know what it is, but, like, yeah. let's stay calm, let's not get too emotional. So, that night, you know, I laid down, and I'm praying, I'm, you know, talking, you know, just asking, you know, can we see this? This came up, it popped up. The way stuff is going, even just after a couple of hours, you know, go before, do whatever. If this is from you, let us know if it's not whatever. But you go before us before we get too emotional and do something that we shouldn't be doing. Mm. And I do like there's a win the Wednesday before every Wednesday. Me, my sisters, a couple of my sisters, and one of our family friends, we do like a little Bible study every week. And we have been we were reading in um, in Genesis about when Isaac's servant went to go find him a wife and mm. he prayed a simple prayer to the Lord that was, you know, whoever, whatever woman comes out and draws water for me and also for my camels, let that be the woman that I take back to the best, to my master or whatever, as a wife. Mm-hmm. The point of that in our talk was, my sister was pointing out and emphasizing that every prayer doesn't have to be some real, super deep, that you can just talk and just pray a simple prayer, like just ask, mm-hmm. You know, and that's just what he did. Ask, pray for a simple prayer. Ask God to show him something. So, okay. So that's in my mind. So, right. So the same night, we see the house. Saw the house that night. We get pre-approved. Then we're going to go see it that morning. Right. So we got pre-approved the next morning. So I'm praying. And the simple prayer that I asked was, you know, if this is where you're taking us or this is, you know, something that's coming from you or there's something here, then I just asked for a sign, well, not a sign. I just asked him to show me um, life, an abundance of fish <laughs> in the pond or in the lake that was back there. I said, mm. this is where we just, no, just show me that. So, get pre-approved, we go out to the house. So, we meet our dude out there, we kind of walking through the house, whatever, and in my head, I'm remembering this prayer that I had, so I'm just like, I'm being ready for it for when we start mm-hmm. So we go through the house a little bit. It's older, a little outdated, but the foundation bones are still good. But this, I'm like, oh, this is real, real solid property. I mean, even when we first pulled into it, we're like, well, this is, it's a lot of peace here. I like guess it's real. Mm. It's very peaceful out here. So we're going through the house, we get done, and we start walking out back. We start walking down the path to the dock. And as we're walking down, it's a ton of dragonflies <laughs> shooting around across on the water. And I see, bloop. Fish jump out at one. Fish jumping out at this one. Fish jump. I was like, <laughs> oh, snap. 
I was like, ain't no way. <laughs> I was like, well, there's that. So I go down there and I stand on the dock and I see like a bunch of fish swim away. And it's still fish kind of jumping up after these dragonflies. Wow. Like, this is nuts. And the second, like the second I saw it and that stuff was hitting me, it's like the enemy came immediately and tried mm. to steal it from me. But was that really a lot of fish? Oh, is that really an, is that really a lot? Is that really an abundance? It could just be a good amount of fish, but it's, and I'm just saying, so he came like the second, so the second that happened, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm getting attacked, but it was, it was a heavy, heavy attack for a while. Mm. But you know, after I kind of started coming out of it, I'm like, well, he wouldn't uh, attack it like that <laughs> if, if uh, a guy wasn't there showing me, because literally the moment before that, it was like my spirit lit up and it immediately was like, I felt the enemy mm. came, like, super swift. So I'm like, okay. So we walk away from that. Go back to the house, and we're talking to um, talking to the guy. And my cousin was showing us around, whatever the realtor. And he's like, uh, kind of running numbers by us, payments, mortgage, blah blah, whatever. And we get to the end, and he's like, um, so what y'all think? What do you what are y'all thinking? With a put in an offer? So I looked at my wife, and she her eyes are just like, <laughs> the whole time she's walking, she's like, I just love it. I love it. He like. I was like, I think we're going to put it in offer. So we put an offer in, and we put it in like well below what they had it listed at. Wow. And came back a little later, like a little bit later on that evening, they said, you know, the offer was a little bit low, but we liked it. And they counter offered with a great number. Like we already had a number in mind, like we're not going to go over this. Mm-hmm. The number they came back with, was good and below that. So we're, we ain't even find it. We said, all right. <laughs> we what? Said, we, said, we said, okay. They said, y'all were the first people to put an offer in on the house. This is our first offer on it. It had been up. I had saw earlier they had had it up for a few months and then took it down. And then it was up again for like another 34 days or something. Mm. And you know, stuff has been flying off hot. Like, right. We were the first offer on the house. The very first, and at that low price, or whatever. So I'm like, okay, wow, this is nuts. So I'm up, I'm flipping around on my bed, I'm running back and forth <laughs> in the apartment. And I'm just like, God, are you really doing this? Like, you're doing this right now. And the way that it was happening was so smooth and seamless. And every time God is doing something like that in my life, He always takes me back to that scripture in Matthew when He's talking about how His yoke is easy and His burden is light. Mm. And every time that He is doing something in my life or I really recognize Him, stuff just it flows. It's like I'm just sitting there, like watching it on a movie screen. Like it's like he just doing stuff, and I'm just sitting there, like getting carried down the lazy river. It's like yeah, just yeah. And like that scripture is just like running through my head like crazy. So I'm running around the apartment, I'm flipping over the <laughs> stuff, blah, blah, whatever. Say so accept our offer. So now we're going through the whole approval process, blah blah blah, whatever. And I'm just like, this is nuts. This is insane. The day, the day after they accepted our offer, offers just started flooding in. Because they were still taking backup offers. So the day after we put ours in, then everybody else has started coming. I was what is like, wrong with these people? <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, God, y'all, you really held it off for us like that? And it turns out the lady, I was talking to her husband. She he was like, yeah, my wife is just, she said, she's a real prayer warrior. And she has just been praying and praying God. that this, house, this property fell into the right hands. And they're just like, you two are just amazing. Like, they're just so excited. She's like, it's like you two are amazing. Like she, she loves it. I'm just like, 
what in the world? So we got the property, whatever. And the land alone, like the land out there alone is worth way more than what we paid for it. Just the land. Mm. Not including it. It's a house on it. Like everything out there. So not even including the house. The land alone was worth more than what we paid for it. It was just crazy. Yeah. So even now I'm sitting here. Like I'm still in the apartment. I just left from there. I'm at the apartment, but she's out there right now. They're doing some work. Mm-hmm. And like every now and then I'll stop and I'll be like, all right, what's the catch? Like what? Like That's how it is when God gives you something. It's like, <laughs> like wow, I don't deserve this. God man. is so good. I keep waiting. Okay, maybe there is a roof going to fall in or is <laughs> I'm just be like, ain't no way that he. But the, and I mean, even down to like the prayers that I had, right? So everything that I want in the house, I want a good amount of land, at least 10 acres, I want to be on the pond. And I didn't want any neighbors, like, well, next door neighbors, kind of like mm-hmm. you see in a regular suburb. I said I wanted a couple people close by, but not right next to me, right? So I got that. It's that big old lake, and I have three neighbors. I can kind of see their houses. They're close enough, but they're also far enough that they not. He really be listening to us. He listen. He listen like a mug. And then he <laughs> stuff. Will bring stuff back, like desires that you had in your heart. He will bring and give to you things that you didn't even know you desired. And then when you yeah. got it, you're like, "Oh my! I didn't even know I needed or wanted that." Or stuff that you desired a while ago, or maybe you it got crushed or shut down or whatever mm-hmm. it was, it just kind of got killed. He remembers that stuff and brings it back up and gives it to you. Like that. so, the soil I have out there, right? Well, just the soil in the area I'm in sucks mm-hmm. like it's <laughs> i mean it's, it's awful it's like potting clay it's, it's not good soil to work in yeah but probably about four or five years ago i was walking around in the woods at this park um at this park where i'm at or where i was close to at the time and when i took a step i noticed the ground was soft and i looked down i was like oh this is nice soil down here and i noticed mm-hmm. it. i said this is the first time i've ever seen good soil anywhere here in Fort Wayne, not only good soil, but it was like, it was great. It was loose. It was healthy, whatever. And that soil type is, I mean, it's not very common around here. Right. Mm. But I looked at it, I was just like, this would be, this would be so nice to work with and work in. Like good soil is just a gardener's dream. <laughs> you get out to this house, the whole property is that soil. All of it. I'm just like, I mean, all of it. Like I had to stick my hand down into it and pull it. I was like, ain't no, and I didn't notice that. Like, I didn't really notice it. I kind of looked in the little area. This was like days after we got it. I was walking around, kind of looking at the landscape, how ugly it was, like the landscape design around the house. Mm-hmm. And I looked down and I pulled a weed out and I was like, wait, hold on. I grabbed the <laughs> shovel and I'm like, this dirt is here? So I started running around the yard. I'm like, maybe they just brought in some good soil. Right. I'm in the yard in the grass with shovels digging. I said, <laughs> it is everywhere. It was wow. everywhere out there. It was, it was nuts. And one of God the is so good. Had, yeah, one of the concerns that I had was, always had with a lot of land, was how am I going to take care of Like, that's a lot of land to mow down and take care of, whatever. Like, yeah. A lot of land, right? So it's always one of my concerns. They have a lot of like alfalfa, clover, and hay that grow out there. I mean, fields and like meadows, like it's a ton, like it's all over the property, whatever. Like it just grows like in fields and fields. Turns out that alfalfa, hay, clover and all that is great stuff to like 
for livestock feed, like horses, cows, and stuff. Like it's real healthy, it's real mm. nutritious, it's great for people farm that. They have a guy that comes out and mows pretty much the entire property. He the only he just four acres of it we have to mow. Just four. Okay. All the rest of it, all the rest of it he comes, mows what? it, takes it down, rolls it out. Not only does he roll it up, but he pays us to come out there, cut it, and take it away. I was like, what? Okay, that's what? I was like, oh my gosh. I don't have words. God is just so good. And this is a beautiful testimony to the fact that the Lord sees you and he provides. Like, this doesn't even have to be only about gardening. Like, this is just life in general for the people that are listening. Like, the Lord sees you and he hears you and he knows your heart's desire. He knows you. Better than you know yourself. Before you, I formed you in the womb. I knew you. He know you. It's crazy. Oh, man. Oh, man. man. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing all of this. Um, this has actually been my longest podcast episode in a while, but it's been good stuff. All of it's good. <laughs> but before you go, I do want to ask you a quick little question. What do you think is a talent that you have that no one really knows about? Talent that I have that no one really knows about. Or wouldn't think that you have. That's a good question. <laughs> I honestly, I'll have to think about that. I'm not entirely sure. You're going to have to get back to me. <laughs> yeah, that's a Well, you did play sports, right? What, what sport did you play? I did. So I played football and ran track. Okay. I, was, uh, I went to, I guess I could say that. I guess I highlight that. Because that's you know, the direction I thought you know, God was taking me. Because you no, know, I was... I was a pretty good athlete. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I got scholarship to go to play in college. I went to uh, Purdue University. It's in the Big Ten, but I ran track there. Originally, I went to a school called Grand Valley up in Michigan um, for football, and then I left there to go to Purdue for ball. It was kind of <clears throat> so God called me down to Purdue, right? So I went to Purdue. I was running track there or whatever. Mm-hmm. No, did really well down there. Um, yeah, so they're really well down there in track, and then I was trying to get on football team but for a while. It's just a lot of issues and stuff going on down there, blah, blah blah whatever. But I did really well in track down there. I did really well, but football was as good as I was in track. I was a lot better at football. Like, oh, okay, like a lot better. Like I, there were people like growing up, well, well high school, even training, blah blah whatever. Like when. Like the sports training facility that I worked at, you know, every now and then, you know, NFLs would come, NFL pros, now they would come back, they would train there. Oh, you know, wow. They would work out there or whatever. And I was a DB, I was a corner. And every time they came back and we would be working out or they'll see whatever I'm not working out, they'd always, you know, talk to my coaches. Or they're like, who is that? And they would always say, you know, like, he, like, he got what it takes. Like, he got what it takes. Like, he, he got the ability to get there. He has the ability to get to this level, whatever. Like, it was always, always like that. So, mm. you know, the more, as long as I'm going down, you know, pursuing that, and then you know, God you knows telling me things. And Christ called me, and He told me I like, was going to give me this platform, whatever. You know, I'm knowing these things. I'm hearing these things. I'm knowing I'm a good athlete. I'm hearing, you know, professionals telling me like, you really got what it takes to get there, whatever. I'm like, okay, this direction, God calling me in. So, I mean, this is from like junior year of high school. So, I mean, this is oh wow, years, years. So this is years of like build up to a certain point, like God. Finally, like, okay, I'm here. He, he got me, like, right to the threshold and it rug pulled. So, I mean, that mm-hmm. was 
So I don't know. You can imagine how <laughs> like devastating that was. That was. Oh yeah, was, that's devastating for any any sport you're playing to. Because yeah. I I know a lot of the time when you play sports, it kind of has the tendency to become a part of your identity. So then when that's gone, you're like, who who even am I? Yep. And I think when I look back on it though, because I was in sports from since I was seven, eight years old, I was sports my whole life. When I got to college, the more I look back on it now, I start noticing things just about where I was, you know, just spiritually, just in my soul. Like at the time, I can see why he snatched it away from me the way he did. Mm. I, I really can. The more I look, and I've, it's still like even now, like pretty often, not as bad as it was, but even now, like I'll still like, like that hurt and that sadness and everything will come. Like the enemy knows that that's a very, very, very vulnerable spot for me. So he'll yeah. attack, he attacks it a lot, like a ton. It's not as bad as it was, but you know, now, you know, obviously, you know, Christ doesn't like to see us like that. Doesn't like to see us down like that, hurt like that, depressed like that, whatever. So he's been slowly taking me back, not taking me back, but showing me stuff kind of in that time of, this is why I took this from you. Help giving me closure with it. Like, mm. This is why I took this. This is why I took you in this direction. This is why I pulled you out of that. And I've been, yeah. you know, he's been slowly healing that for me. Amen. I'm glad to hear that for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's really hard. Just being a, a great athlete at that too. So um, yeah, now you guys know he's not just in the garden. He was in, in your right track at Purdue. That's a good school for track too. Like, wow. That's really cool. So, uh, garden, I take you out on the sidewalk and burn you real quick too. So I, I <laughs> we'll see. I might have to come out there and see see who wins because I ran track oh, you too. Can, oh, you want you want the burgers? You want the burgers. <laughs> oh man! But yeah, once again, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Can you tell people where they can find you? Um, you can find me on TikTok at Beyond Organic Gardens. You can find me on YouTube. At Beyond Organic Gardening, and you can find me on Instagram at Beyond Organic Gardening as well. And if you want to follow more of like just our life out on you know, the property that you know God bless us with, you can also follow us on TikTok on what is it at Life on Promise View, and on YouTube at Life on Promise View Acres. Cool, good mm-hmm. stuff. Yes, Alrighty, so as you guys know, you can uh, follow the parallel at the parallel pod on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Um, as you guys know, remember to always speak the truth in love, um, kiss the sun, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Yeah.